1: Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke two nineteen. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And we are talking to Anna Crafty Pierce, one of my favorite people in the world, and we're going to be talking about camping, glamping and the glories of the outdoors but Anna before we get... <laughs> I know it's a great... great title
2: you did such a great job
1: <laughs> before we get started i want to mention Homestead, did senior health uh, Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted, senior home care services in your loved one's home. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. We are so grateful for them. They they are just a faithful sponsor for our show, so we want to shout out to them and let you know that if you need help, they are really good at figuring out what will serve you the best. Anna, welcome to the show. Hi mom. <laughs> okay, so I feel a little bit guilty. I'm just going to confess it right now. I I loved camping as a child, but when we got to be grown-ups and had our own children and I had two toddlers, I was a little overwhelmed at first. And so I didn't feel comfortable taking y'all camping at first. And then when I felt like I had my feet under me, by then we'd almost missed our chance. And I think your dad uh, had been a Boy Scout, an Eagle Scout, and he had camped his whole childhood. And I think he knew how muddy and messy it was. And so we just did not do a very good job of taking y'all camping.
2: I uh, remember my, my first camping experiences were, what did you say, glamping? And what was the other option? I said the, 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 not camping, the glories of yeah. the out, uh, outdoors. Well, we we always we camped at, at Pine Cove, the local. You know, it's the local Christian camp. Like they they do everything for you, and you just get to enjoy the glory of the outdoors. I and love it that there. Was, that was my first experience camping. Was was when I was little, and you guys did that a couple of years in a row, and it was a great e- first exposure to. Collecting pine cones and hiking trails and fish. having to be able to cut fish. up all the
1: food they taught you to fish <laughs> off the pier yes. at Pine Cove, yeah, you
2: probably never I had know. to put a worm on a hook because there was a counselor to do that.
1: I love pine cove, i do I, I mean we live so close to them, and they they just have a beautiful ministry there, and they sure minister to me as a young mom because I needed to have some help, I just needed to be able to focus a little bit more on God and a little less. On the daily routine, and that's why we went. I needed a vacation badly after being the mom of toddlers for a couple of years. By the time Ellen was two and you were three, I was desperate. So I signed us and, up, and, and I told your dad, "I just hope you can join us. I'm going to camp." <laughs> and there's there's lots of beautiful Christian camps out
2: there that do varying degrees of of glamping, like where you have a cabin yeah. and air conditioning. And if you yeah. can afford that, and they they give scholarships. I, we walked away with so much from that. I wanted to be like that counselor who had loved Jesus all week in front of me. That's a, I mean, that's a step even beyond enjoying the trees and what God designed. I got to see that person up close and what God had designed and hear them honor God. So if I, that's the only camping you ever do with your kids, that's like awesome. <gasps>
1: Really? It is worth it. In fact, when we first started doing it, we could barely afford it. And I just saved every month some money so that we could go that summer. And it was worth it. Every penny. I mean, we we were so happy to have have a vacation. You can,
2: you can, you can get, register your spot at most of the Christian camps now and pay them every month until you've got um, it paid for. And then you go to summer. So, but then once I got married, I discovered I like real camping too. (laughs)
1: Uh, Well, you married into the right family for that.
2: Tent camping, which is what I think of as real camping. Yeah, I agree. uh, But whether you're going to a camp like a cabin camp or a tent camping, I love the way camping, it allows kids to learn how to be prepared.
1: Yes.
2: But if that's their natural inclination already, it also teaches them how to be flexible. So that preparedness is not just planning ahead. it's, It's being ready to change the plan.
0: And
2: for for me, that's really good accountability. Like when I go camping, in my daily life, I have the illusion of control. I plan ahead, and I think I'm in control. And I forget I have to be, you know, it's really I'm watching God's plan unfold. I forget that sometimes. But with camping, I mean, if it starts a downpour on top of your campsite, you just have to be flexible.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. And you know what else I loved about the last – big camping weekend I had was when you planned everything (laughs) and you and your sister and your, your brother, I I don't even know who set up the tents. And then you rented me a room.
2: My husband, I mean, he's so good at
1: that. Yeah, he probably Uh, did. And then you rented it. I rented a room not far from y'all in a cabin uh at the state, at the state park. And so we had all, we had everything. We had a bath, a bathtub and a shower in my room and then you guys had the tents, and the kids got to stay in the tents. then we had
2: a 1-year-old through a 13-year-old with us. Yes. It was a broad age range, and it was so gracious of you to let the baby spend the night in your room. That was perfect.
1: That really worked out well. and And so I just throw that out there as an example in case people are listening and they're trying to figure that out. That was a really inexpensive weekend to get the whole family together, and what I like— one thing I like about camping is everybody expects to eat the cheap food. Like they're just happy to have yeah. a hot dog and a marshmallow. So, and you're, you can, you're so low on
2: energy after you've been hiking and messing around yeah. and setting up tents that everything tastes better. It just does.
1: Yeah, and so that takes a lot of pressure off the, off budgets and off moms, especially when there's a fire. Daddies always love to cook. I don't know what it is about a fire, but men really like getting involved in that process. Often, and if not, if they don't, surely the boys will. So that kind of brings in a whole new batch of people to help with the cooking. Well, and and
2: here's another lower level yet, still even cheaper than than paying a camp. To host you or going tent camping is practicing camping in your living room.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, That's great children, idea.
2: Little children love to play house and they love to play school and they love to play camping. Oh. And we have oh. that cute little teepee tent with the poles that are just like a real, like a grown up tent. They have the little poles that disconnect and connect with the bungee cord inside them. And my kids can set up their little teepee and they make quote unquote like little campfires where they've stacked every like the stick ponies and every stick that they possess the hockey stick the anything <laughs> that's stick like they stack it all in it's the campfire and they put all their blankets and pillows in there and they camp Aww. and when they're done i make them all put it away the way we would at a campsite and we practice <laughs> I
1: love that. You know, we did quite a bit of that in the yard, and and sometimes yeah. I would even spend the night with y'all. But we'd set up the tent in the backyard and leave it for a few weeks, and that way we got a little more mileage out of the effort it was to put up the tent. But then we could we could even put we could do the the campfire could even be on the grill. Now, when we well, were children, we would we would sleep under the porch on the back porch, and we would grill our our hot dogs and marshmallows on the gas grill and we call that camping when I was a child. I'm sure my parents loved that. Because you were out of the house,
2: out from underfoot. You yeah. know, for moms, single parents, dads too, it's really hard to go camping one adult group of children because there's just so many, speaking of the flexible thing, there's just so many, right. so many factors between the weather and the natural, the creatures, all of that. But you can camp in your backyard and then there's less factors. And you can get the credit as the parents for doing the fun, exciting thing, going to the store, the camping store and getting the tent. And your kids can practice setting it up like your bigger kids. So when their friends invite them on camping trip, you don't have to go. You can say, bye, enjoy the camping trip and know that they will be an asset to the team they're on. And, you know, wow. when you have camping trips, it can be in your backyard and you can sleep in your own bed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that's, is that's, that's- that's good. I like that idea. And and when they're little, of course, you spend the night with them so that you know oh, they're yeah. safe. But as they get older, we felt more and more comfortable with y'all sleeping outside at night. And and what I found was about midnight, all the kids come in anyway.
2: That's the other thing. When when it's in your yard, unless you walk that back door, everybody's probably going to move into the air conditioning partway through the night. At least here in it, Texas.
1: <laughs> that seemed to be the case. I mean, we often would... Look at our watches and think, oh, it's only 10 o'clock and they're already all inside. And that was perfect. Of course, we we live in the country, so that, that left us a little bit of wiggle room there. We didn't have to worry about people coming into our backyard or leaving our backyard without our permission because of where we live. Um, we have about two minutes, and we're going to go to the break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more. Like, I think we're going to share the tent story. Uh, no, not the tent story, but the hammock story. So I don't want to forget to mention that. Y'all really want to stay and hear us talk about the hammocks. Anna has asked me for that story from my childhood, and it's pretty funny, I guess, or strange or quirky, I guess. might be better. One last one last thought. The last Hurry. thing
2: about being flexible on camping is you have to know when to bow out. It's part of
1: success okay okay you hold that come thought home
2: when it's time
1: <laughs> okay right okay so we're gonna we're gonna go to the break here in just a second but i, I want to mention camp crafty or kath you can find us at kathy crafty k-r-a-f is in frank v as in victor e as in edward.com and if you'll go to our website you'll find all this great information that anna and i put out and I just love interviewing Anna because she always gives me great, creative, artistic, amazing ideas about raising compassionate, caring, confident, creative kids. If your kid is so creative, you don't quite know what to do with them. You're going to love what she writes because she's an expert in that, an educator and a mom herself, an artist. So don't forget to look for that and look for our books. We have several books coming out in the next in the coming years. This year in 2020, we're going to have two and another one in 2021 so we are very excited about all that that's happening and we want to get it into your hands so stay with us when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more about hammocks and knowing uh all the camaraderie that develops when you have a system for setting up and taking down so stay with us we'll be right back
0: We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a ghost system.
1: Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F is in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here.
0: My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help but sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help.
1: My mom wants to stay at home, but
2: she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal.
0: We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet.
1: Hey, welcome back. Now, we've promised you a story about the hammocks that the Primer Children. Uh, did and I'm gonna I'm gonna share that idea with you here in just a minute. But Anna, you mentioned camaraderie before with the break. We mentioned having camaraderie, the camaraderie that is established when you have a system for setting up and tearing down a campsite, and also that idea of stewardship. So will you just exp- I want I wouldn't want to miss a chance to hear about that from you. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that?
2: Camping is just it's just such a great opportunity to demonstrate and buy in be part of a team together where you take care of stuff and and nature. Drew, okay, being part of a team with a husband was new to me when we first got married, and one of the first things we had an opportunity to do was go camping together. And Drew, I'd never seen someone who had a tent that he took such good care of because we didn't really have like a tent growing up that was the no. one. No, we didn't so he had this whole system where he folded it just a certain way, he made sure it was all dry, it was empty of stuff. He would we'd get home and he'd set it back up to make sure it was really dry and then he'd fold it all up again. And wow. I watched all that and, and the first the first time we went, he really demonstrated it. But then he included me. And when we were at that kind of the height of camping right before we had kids where we'd done quite a bit together, just the two of us regularly
0: Mm -hmm. We had this
2: system where it was like playing leapfrog, where I would do part of it, and then he would do the next thing, and we'd fold it all up, and it would go in together because we practiced it so much, and it was very efficient, and it made me so happy to be that effective and efficient and do it together. And that takes a lot of communicating and and practicing together, and, you know, it was an investment, but at that point, it had paid off, and it really was fun to set up and pull down our campsite together.
1: And you're going to have the gear. You're going to laugh, but that just brings back memories for me of my mom and my dad because they would take the boat out, and my mother would back that trailer up to within a few inches of the water line, and my dad had the same job every time. He would ram that boat right onto that trailer and then cut the switch. I mean, they were just like clockwork. They had done it so that. often yeah. together. Yeah. So I think camping is a lot like that, too. There is sort of a teamwork that develops when you work together as a team so often Now, my dad always said something that you mentioned to me about, so would you want to quote my dad about what he said about the campsite, which I'm sure everybody that has a Boy Scout for a dad has heard the same thing. Well, you always
2: leave, and, I mean, Mom, you quoted this. We didn't go camping all that often, tent camping with you and Dad, but, I mean, you quoted this about the car. You quoted this about the hotel room. It was like your (laughs) go-to when we were leaving somewhere. You said, oh, my dad always said we leave a place better than we found
1: it. Yeah, leave, leave the campsite better than you found it. And so when I in the 1960s, that meant picking up other people's cigarette butts, just so we're Mom. clear. Okay, <laughs> was- Mom, here's the thing that I was, I was talking to somebody about this this morning as I was getting my ideas
2: organized. And I said what I love about camping or about any kind of stewardship thing is it really, if you do it right, stewardship involves fellowship. And it develops yeah. fellowship. Because you can't do it in a vacuum. If right. I'm at the campsite picking up somebody else's trash I'm just never going to get it all done but if I have a team of people doing it it it's not overwhelming anymore it's doable and it sometimes it can be really downright pleasurable because you have a system and you're good at it and you're on a team I love camping
1: (laughs) well I like I like that idea of leaving the campsite better than you found it like we would gather up we'd gather up sticks as we we gather sticks of course before we as we got there to burn in our own fire but before we left my dad always made sure we left a big stack of sticks for the next person even if Even if there were none there when we got there, we would always try to leave something better for the next group of people. And I I love that. I learned to really appreciate that and, like you said, apply it to everything, not just camping, but life. and (laughs) Everything. Yeah. I mean, that's a great phrase for every part of life. Just try to make somebody's life better today. You know, you just... Walk out of the store and and you're kind to of the person who checked you out because you're leaving the campsite better than you found it. Um, okay, I want to talk a little bit about hammocks because I think this is so funny. I have actually heard of one other family that did this. There may be lots out there. If if you do this with your family, I wish you would send me pictures. So anyway, and you could do that at Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward. dot com. You can send me your pictures there because that'll connect you to my email and all that stuff. But okay, so when we were kids, <laughs> and I was I was the oldest child, so I was kind of bossy. I know that might be surprising now, and maybe it's not surprising at all. Not even but... a little. Okay, so naturally, I was in charge and very creative child. You may be raising a child like this. In fact, I think you are, Anna. But and maybe Ellen is too. I've already picked out some of my grandchildren that I think may have gotten this trait. So we were really ingenious. and We had a lot of ingenuity about how we created all kinds of fun adventures at home. Some of them, my parents were not too thrilled about. But one of the things we did is we took my little brother, who was the youngest, we took his hammock first, and we stretched as tall as we could stretch, and we hung it up. And then we climbed on it and again, stretched as high as we could, and we hung up my sister's hammock. And by the way, if you have great toes and you're barefooted, you can kind of hang onto the ropes closer to the tree, and that gets you higher than standing in the middle. And then we would tie up the second hammock. And then the same two trees, we would climb up to the second hammock, reach as high as we could, and tie my hammock. Of course, I got to be on the top hammock because I was the tallest, and I could get up there. We we were amazing. Mother used to call us monkeys. We were very agile children. I'm much more agile than I am now. So we had essentially bunk beds in the trees when we camped in three hammocks in a row. And, of course, I got the top bunk. So we have pictures of that, and I I just think it's funny. I I don't. It's quirky. I mean, it's not like a joke with a punchline. Well, to me as a kid, it was famous.
2: Okay, and you found those hammocks. Do you remember finding them?
1: Yes, we got to play with those hammocks as children. My mother (laughs) saved everything. We still had them. Okay, you may not know this story. When I took. I took your brother and his friend one time to go camping and yes. again and I did it at a state park where I could have a cabin and they were going yes. they were going to sleep in the t- in the tree in the hammocks right outside the door of the cabin. So we got had a fire and everything and a tent and they put their their hammocks in the air uh, like a bug bed and I did tell those boys that they needed to take the top one down first but they didn't believe me. Oh no. They ended up, they had to get the, I mean, it's not like you bring a ladder on a camping trip, so... (laughs) And we're in state park. I couldn't even back my car up. I mean, not that I would have let them stand on the car, but I might have. Anyway, they had to put the first hammock back in. They wanted to just cut. They wanted to cut. They wanted to cut the strings on the hammocks because they were so frustrated because their knots didn't work very well, which I mean, kind of, I mean, we were, we boated a lot when I was a kid and camped everything outdoors. So I learned to tie knots because of course my dad being a boy scout that he taught us all the knots. So I had instructed the boys on the knots, but they didn't really understand it very well. And so anyway, I wouldn't let them cut it. I really refused to let them cut that. Wait rope. rope. Yeah. (laughs) You're channeling your mother. (laughs) I just just watched. Even though I told them to do it a certain way, they did it exactly the opposite of what I told them, like they knew better. And so I just waited for them to figure out there was a real reason why I had given them the instruction I gave them. And so they did eventually get it down, but it's still funny when I think about it.
2: Well, they probably would laugh, too, thinking about that story. And, you know, Mom, they would probably be nostalgic about it and feel that sense of camaraderie again where they had that moment together. Camping is so good for that.
1: Well, I tell you, I will never – I'll never forget that camping trip because it was just me and two boys. And they were about, I don't know, 12, you know, 10 or 11. They're at at that sweet age where they're just fixing to be men. And they're pretty independent. And anyway, I'll never forget. We pulled up to our campsite and we got swooped by a bird and it was a bald eagle. (laughs) I'm not kidding. You have a feeling like, okay, God obviously I, we're
2: in the right spot.
1: <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. I will never forget that. And I'm sh- I'm sure the boys would remember if they understood the significance of it. I've never had that happen. I'm 60 something. I've never had that happen before or after. That was an amazing moment.
2: It's worth camping for those moments, all the uncomfortableness. It, when you're together like that, it's just you ha- their moments like that are inevitable. When you're well, camping.
1: I just want to encourage moms that may be listening and maybe your husband is a, you know, maybe he's an Eagle Scout but you can't hardly get him out of a five-star hotel. That could be that could happen to other people besides me. <laughs> I want to encourage you by saying this, there are really some easy ways to camp. And and I don't know that your kids remember the details as much as they remember the big moments. You know, the yeah. ones the one story you tell around the campfire that they never forget or the moment the eagle swooped down over your car or the moment, you know, you, you realized you'd taken the wrong hammock down first and you had to start over. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> all those things that happen on even one camp out, and especially as a single mom, if you're listening, I just want you to know it's worth it, even if it's hard it I hate to close this. This is the end of this episode already. We may have to do this again.
2: We have so many more camping stories, Mom, because I'm thinking of them right now.
1: Okay. <laughs> so don't forget, you can go to Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. There you can sign up for our blog. We really hope you will. We just love sending out the best Experts, Anna and I interview so many amazing men and women with all kinds of stories. Many of the stories that we look for are the ones that nobody is talking about at church. So we really hope those bless your heart. In between all those wonderful, sacred stories of people's experiences and courage, we try to throw in all this great stuff that Anna comes up with that's really creative about raising great kids confident, compassionate, creative children, especially if they're more creative than you are, like I think my kids may be, we just want to encourage you and give you some great, practical, easy ideas while you're working in all the aspects of your life. So many hardworking women out there raising children. So we just want you to know we're on your team and we love you. We hope you'll sign up for our blog. Look for our books there too. Anna, thank you. I'm saying goodbye.
2: Bye, mom. I love you.
1: Love you, too. Okay, thank you for joining us today. And don't forget, this is where we speak truth with a Texas twang at kathycrafty.com. K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. Thank you for joining us. You are dear to our hearts.
0: Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, in key.